A new year, new goals, all that great stuff. So, welcome to 2023. Um, where to start? I guess I could do a little review of the last few weeks of last year. Um, as expected or not, you know, there was a lot of people coming into the, the coffee world, you know, being off from school, off from work and all that. So... No way, I'm not surprised that um, we're so busy, but, you know, kind of is what it is, right? People come, they have to wait, they have to wait. P pretty simple thing there. And so, in terms of coffee, I did end up um, trying uh, some new coffees as part of, like, you know, Christmas uh, cheer and fear. And I ended up getting... The Geisha coffee by Cafe Crayol. So I guess we'll hear here today. We're gonna do a little bit of a maybe start of the year, uh, and then maybe a little education here on the the Geisha varietal. So it's actually a pretty new er kind of coffee. It was more recently discovered, and now you know coffee farms have started cultivating it and trying to add it to their lineup of coffees. Uh, long and short, to let you know kind of what this is, it's a different type of coffee bean, so it's not the same plant you, that is used for most of your usual coffee. Uh, so that does give it a unique taste, and from the ones I've tried so far, it's more close to like a tea, more florally. And the tastes are that kind of realm. Not really coffee-like, uh, very... Easier to drink if you're not into coffee. Um, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite coffee ever. Uh, similar to when I've tried like the Hawaiian coffee as well as Jamaican Blue. All these like, you know, higher end coffees are... Um, they're not my preferred taste, but they are... They're interesting. They definitely have a, a unique flavor, and I think that uniqueness combined with like sort of supply-demand uh, lends them to be a bit... I don't say like more expensive, but right that, that drives the price. Uh, the first time I heard about the Geisha when I was, was when I was uh, listening to the barista like championship there was this barista morgan something who does like you know some videos and stuff uh like coffee education as well and uh, her one of hers was geisha i was kind of googled it then and then you know after coffee fest came up i you know started getting cafe crayol and then they had this series out of here for the holidays it'd be a good uh try so so far i've tried their uh, those are Colombia one because each country kind of can is like making their own now because they're getting the the seeds and trying to edit to their uh, repertoire. So yeah, that's um definitely something new. You probably won't get the chance to try this kind of coffee 
like randomly you're gonna have to actually go out of your way so i'm glad to give that experience to people um so yeah that's kind of the geisha geisha varietal you know funny enough it's geisha which you know for me is kind of funny because you know japan uh, other coffees that i've been trying more recently uh, there are have been a few uh nothing super crazy I've um, actually had the chance to go to Whole Foods for the first time in a long time. I had visited it, visited it when I was in California eight or nine years ago. And then I co- coincidentally went twice in one week. Uh, their coffee selection actually is uh, pretty good if you're looking for... Right, I want to say actual coffee. Uh, more like, you know, coffee made by... The local people, uh, small local companies, there was a whole bunch. Uh, there was plenty of options. So the one I got was by Allegro Coffee, and I got the Rainforest Blend, Cocoa Caramel Toasted Almond. Um, looks like they're based in Colorado. Um, so what I noticed about all of theirs, they had a pretty, pretty wide selection of coffee under this company, uh, it was, I say maybe like 12 to 20, all whole bean, a lot of whole bean options. Um, now for those who are looking to get more into their own coffee, I would, I think, right, cause there's, there's a few ways to think of this. Um, I really do think that the grinding of the beans at home is probably what you want. All right, that just ensures things are as fresh and keeps the beans as fresh for a long time. You you could grind them at the the store. But then here's the problem. Like, you have no idea what coffees people have put into these grinders at the store. You have no idea if these, you know, grinders are service or like the quality if they're up to like, you know, even grind. They, They probably are okay, but right, like, the person before you could have gotten, like, a completely opposite coffee, and then you're grinding yours, and you get some of the, the remnants. Uh, that's one thing I, I have noticed for some of the more, how do I say this? Uh, I guess flavored coffee is essentially a little bit of a residue, or even the, uh, I did the, uh, I'm gonna get it now and tell you what the name of it was. I did do the coffee for the, ah, Bolivia Geisha. It was a little bit off. And sort of a little bit of the remnants was left in my thing. So you can kind of put in some beans to clean it out. So it's good to have maybe some cheaper beans on hand. Um, But yeah, this um, Allegro is pretty good. They say they're non-GMO, Rainforest Alliance. Uh, These things at Starbucks as well. It's 12 ounces, pretty standard. They do have a Best Buy date, which is good. That's pretty common. Uh, usually there is like, you can tell something's a bit bigger um, of a company if they don't have the roasted date. Um, it's like for example, like the Cafe Crayol, uh, the, right, the one I bought, the Bolivia Geisha, it was roasted on December 2nd last year, best by June of 2023 now i would i would argue probably probably that if you have the little bit after 
I would say even maybe by the end of the year, it's probably fine where you're not going to... Um, like, I've, I've saved beans from Starbucks for a year, and the taste is fine. So things like the seasonal offerings like the Casi Cielo, things like... What else is there? Uh, oh, yeah, like the Christmas. But that's kind of out of stock now. Funny, how, funny enough, during the holiday times, we ran out of that stuff like as last-minute Christmas gifts and gift cards. Um, so if you run your own business, uh, make sure you have lots of gift cards for the holiday time. That was... I knew this was going to happen because I'd seen this before, so I got my gift cards earlier. You know, people come, they're like, oh, why don't you have gift cards, you stupid barista? Or, you know, some stuff like that, or trying to be like, excuse me, I'm going to explain to you how to put the drink into the system because I work at Starbucks. That that has happened too because customers are like, think they're always right, and it's like, look, broski, just trying to get, make sure your drink is right, make sure you get your drink, make sure we make it right, get you on your way, enjoy your holidays. Other people are like, no, what you doing over here? And I go to Australian accent for <laughs> my, my mean customers. Hey, what you doing over here? I've been waiting here long for 15 minutes. Well, broski, like, drive through line was kind of long, you saw that. It's kind of going the Sunrise Highway. There's a line in the cafe, there's people waiting, so... You don't know. You kind of chose this life, but I'm light. Yeah, so is everyone else. Everyone else has tons of crap to do. Anyways, um, it did actually demonstrate a key concept. I have have a Padawan, as it were, who is married to a person of Chinese heritage. And one of our common bonding conversations is our affinity or like of the Asian culture sort of learning over it you know my, my padawan's been married i think 10-ish years or so uh actually that that is a similar length to my relationship to japan japanese stuff um, so sort of yeah, like this passive diffusion of stuff so what does that have to do with starbucks um, so with the extra busyness and right, volume of uh, incoming orders uh, that was sort of the the lesson uh, that with like any business, if you have incoming orders, if you have no like funnel or way to like keep it um, in control, uh, then you're going to be overwhelmed. Because uh, like with Starbucks, right, or I assume most restaurants with mobile order, there's probably no um, right. The orders just keep coming; they just keep coming. There's no like there has to be a lot of. For mobiles to be turned off at the Starbucks, that means if you see that, most likely they're severely understaffed, which right, during COVID you probably might have noticed. Uh, that was one of the things, you know, Starbucks did do to like, you know, like, hey, there's like literally not enough people. Uh, but that was like really one of the only situations Starbucks will turn off mobiles, even if they're understaffed, which is part of the, the thing. Uh, but for the lesson here, um, right, the sort of pacing of drinks and the flow of uh, like creating whatever it is that the product is um i believe i mentioned this before is like you want to hold up the line before the point of order or point of sale and then make sure that the bar or the like creators in this case creative section is being able to pace out drinks at an appropriate pace without falling behind uh, as i've seen with like Red Cup Day, and you probably, if you went Red Cup Day, you probably just walked out. Um, you're just like, oh, like, 
you know, 10 minutes behind is, uh, that's, 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 you know, five minutes is fine. Um, that's like pretty usual, right? Like it takes some minutes to wait for your drink, but it's like, once it gets to 10, I've seen, I've noticed, right? Both as customer and as like Batista, it's kind of like, yeah, like we're, we're just, you know, we're just here. Um, so that, that's sort of the observation there. Um, I really do think that probably right, just from a like strictly business point of view, like how long do you want people waiting? Private minutes is probably acceptable, right? If you're sitting down at a restaurant, they'll probably wait that, waiting for your, you know, first few drinks and, you know, wait was ever coming around. Uh, so that was a very good lesson for me. I did appreciate being able to observe and see that when people are not mindful of this, as in you know, people in certain positions or leadership, um, you're just processing the incoming customers super quickly and then the bar is still backed up. So you're not creating the opportunity for the bar or whatever position of people in however you have your business set up to like get the work done. Now you're like, Clavi, what the hell are you even talking about? So in a former lifetime, I was very much into different uh, statistician kind of games. Um, so I've, you know, a little experience with the Pokemon Go more in recent times, chess, Go, all the board games and crap like that. Uh, Magic the Gathering, obviously. Um, so, video games as a kid. So, like, I think part of me is this, you know, sort of, you know, figure things out kind of mentality. And I think because of this and most things that I've done, especially in service, um, right, sort of, I guess, a little bit of, like, observation of the year for me is, like, creating opportunities in my job specifically so that right, we can get all the little things that need to be done because there's always things to be done. Uh, like, how can you support your team? Now, like, this is specifically for, like, a, quote, like, fast food environment. Um, like, a restaurant would be, like, slightly different or if you have a different kind of business. Um, but, right, the, you know, greater ideas, like, you know, mise en place, like, chefs use to make sure their you know, dishes are made well, you're setting yourself up for success, um, right? Because otherwise, like, you know, you're just like one person on bar and then you're like, oh, I ran out of this in the back. I have to go get it. And you have to go in the back and there's people waiting and they're like, why is blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, I don't know. There's just nothing up here for me to do. This did happen to me a few times, but, you know, say lovey, lovey, another inside joke. Um, so... Yeah, keeping the flow. I think if I'm like I'm learning business lessons as working for Starbucks that, you know, definitely want to share with you. You know, the importance of making sure you're set up for success so you can do the best you can do with the time, because we all have limited time. Um, and where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so limited time. So, like, I'm very particular on, like, when I start and stop my work because, right, like, if it was up to Starbucks, they would always have me, like, you know, stay a little extra, stay more, stay do this. It's like, well, no matter what I do, the drinks will be infinite, especially with the way Starbucks is set up. Uh, comparing this to, like, uh, it's just a small business, right, they're not going to be having drinks come in literally all the time. They'll be busy times. Uh, but the channels of like incoming drinks aren't to the same. Nor right is it like Starbucks where they have the system of mobile order, so it's like mobiles 
walk-ins drive-through. So, right, you're pretty much always, you know, producing something. Whereas, right, if it's like a, a cafe, just a cafe, right, people have to come inside. They have to get out of their car. It's, you know, um, right, it's, it's interesting because, right, for any business, like I'm saying it's sort of like a business New Year's episode that whatever business you have, if you're in a production of a, a product, that right if it's coffee right there's just the time it takes to make that coffee so right that that's basically like your limiter and like the actual like real time number like how long does it take you have to probably you should probably like check it in like once you make sure like everyone people are like sort of following that um right if it takes like you know 40 seconds to make a drink you know if you do the math and you can figure out you know how many drinks could a person make in you know 20 minutes, and then, you know, for an hour. Um, right now, the issue, what I've noticed with Starbucks is that they have the different stations. So you have, like, frappuccinos, you have refreshers, you have the hot stuff, and then you also have, like, iced coffee and cold brew. Uh, the issue in production is you probably notice you see the baristas kind of running around because you have a ticket for this one, ticket for that one. Um, so actually, I'd say a good amount, not a good amount, but, like, I do spend a, a fair amount of time, like, jumping from station when we're not fully staffed. Obviously, because Starbucks, um, right for fourth quarter, doesn't want to like, you know, wants to show good earnings. So, right, they're going to make sure labor doesn't go over so that they are like, wow, look, like we made all this extra money uh, from people just, you know, buying stuff at the end of the year as gifts. Uh, people being home, just right, being like, let me just get a coffee, meet up with someone, as well as just gift cards, which is basically free money for them. Like, very, very confusing. I don't get it. Like, who knows? Um, but I guess it's like part of the larger ecosystem. Like all companies have this sort of, you know, end of the year boon of like, oh, cool. Like people will buy stuff. There are gift cards involved. So like it's a, you know, right. Gift cards are, you know, basically, you know, to just get the money up front. They have the money. They can then invest that or, you know, do whatever they will. Great. Like when I write with a company like Starbucks, Right, how how big is that? I'm sure it's like fairly big. Um, uh, so yeah, it's sort of just like a end of the year, just sort of thinking how things are designed rather than just like you know blindly making coffee for you guys um, because you know ultimately it's part of a game, right? It's just you know drinks to make, get them made, get you on on your way, right? Like if you gotta wait, you gotta wait. Your drink will be made as quick as it can with what the store has. Um, the Allegro was pretty good, going back to the coffees that I've been trying. Um, probably in a few weeks I'll go back and I'll get some different one. I got one of the 365. That's like the Whole Foods blend. Um, the Geisha. I'll probably finish this Bolivia one. Um, um, so there's, I have two more. There's like a peach one and another like sort of flowery name. Uh, and the Starbucks new stuff actually is coming out soon. Uh, so that will be the tribute blend. That will be the seasonal coffee. There'll be, I think, three new reserves, which means I can maybe mark out some of that old Christmas at the Warhol Starbucks. Don't tell anyone. Um, and actually, a, another reminder, like what this end of the year was, that people are really what make the business for me. And right for you, like, right, what about your job brings you those, you know, moments of happiness that, like. Right, despite the, the BS or 
stupid crap. Um, what about your job excites you? Um, so for me, I definitely like having small moments with people to, right? Like they're like, oh, happy to like, you know, have that small, you know, small moment of the day with me to just cool, like get their coffee, do their thing, go on, you know, a quick little chat. Uh, I've had that at Amityville. I've had that at Belmore. Uh, so, right, creating those small moments for me, I think, is uh, it's very nice. As you know, I'm a bit of a letter writer. So I've incorporated more recently, like, little notes on Magic the Gathering cards. I think that's a good kind of fusion of the old and newish me. Um, but, right, like, specifically for me and, like, how I enjoy, um, like, working and doing things for people. Um, so... That was good with the holidays. Like, a lot of the regulars are very understanding. Like, they get it. They know it. They know there's a line. Like, if you're in your car, you just want to get out. Cool. They're great with it. But then it's like, you know, other people who are like, No! I want me a caramel macchiato, no caramel drizzle, a billion pumps of stuff. And then I want me, um... I want me, um... Um... Yeah, I want this thing. We're like, we're out of this. Wait, what do you mean you're out of it? All right, how about this little holiday drink? You know, the, you know, the peppermint. Yeah, we're out, we're out of a lot of stuff, which was, you know. Do you have this? No. Do you have this? No. Do you have this? No. <laughs> what food do you have? Well, nothing. Uh, that, that was kind of a, you know, just funny moments of like, yeah, I, I, I just work here. I, I don't do the ordering. I don't do the pricing. I don't do the stocking. I simply say, hey, this is what we have. This is what we got. I, I, I do kind of enjoy the, the funniness of, just like, yep, this is what we have. This is what we got. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just go in the back of the store to the like, you know, chocolate croissant tree and I'll pick a few for you. Actually, that's a good, that's a good one. I think I'm gonna use that. They're like, oh, let me go check the tree in the back. We might have a few just waiting for you. Oh, sorry, the tree was out. <laughs> just like, you know, I, I do enjoy those kind of like little jokes. Some customers, though, they don't like my jokes. I make jokes. I, I like making jokes because, like, we're all kind of just there anyway, right? I'm just there making a drink. You're just there getting your drink. Why not laugh? Like, why be miserable? Like, why choose to not be happy? So I do enjoy making the jokes. Sometimes they laugh. Sometimes they don't, you know. Uh, otherwise, for coffee, I do have Costa Rica coming up, so I will have probably a lot to talk to you about, just right, observing how... Right, coffee is grown at the ground level, and I'm sure that will be exciting for you. More exciting for me, uh, but being able to share with you, like for, like literally what is going on at the ground level. Now, obviously, what happens at Starbucks's plantation is be similar, not exactly the same to other other ones, but you know, I think it's a, a good learning opportunity. We can learn from. Right, this huge company, see what they do, see how like the beans are harvested and then brought processed and eventually roasted. Uh, it's at the plantation, so right, the roasting would probably be more of like a, hey, after we do all this, they get sent to the roaster. They may have, I, I would take it they probably have like, it would make sense if they had like, maybe like, minimal roasting equipment so that some roasting could get done there so they could like you know preliminary like data on stuff 
from like this year's crops. I'm using the words like crops and harvest. It's like when do when do you get to use these words? Uh, obviously, when you're talking about harvesting coffee. Um, so yes, I don't have any specific coffee info. Um, I guess my other notes from more recently was uh, I've done a few coffee tastings for the holidays. Uh, I found, like, I usually drink AeroPress, which is really good for, like, a one-serving, but making coffee for a lot of people... Yeah, pour-over. I'm, I'm really, really digging the pour-over, or, like, I've used my friend's Chemex when preparing coffee for her at her house, because uh, that's what she had. But she was a different grinder, so it was just weird, because, like, I wasn't used to the grinder. Uh, apparently it was, like, I, you know, this is my doctor friend, so I'm assuming everything was to the rightness. Um, but like use, when you use unfamiliar equipment, it definitely kind of throws you off. Um, but the Chemex, yeah, can definitely prepare a good amount of brewed coffee. Is you can just kind of you know do the same thing as the pour over, but it's into the Chemex, which just lets you prepare a bigger volume. Uh, AeroPress, I've enjoyed for like sampling, but you know you have to wait like two minutes. Plus the good old um, like grinding and all that boiling water. A uh, French press, I haven't done too much recently. Sometimes with the dark roast, it's really nice. Like I did the Haitian Hound by Cafe Creole. It was a really nice dark roast. Right, it's just like the four minute thing is kind of like I'm usually just you know getting up. You know, like, let me just make coffee, and the AeroPress does the deal. So note for you is right. You want to choose coffee preparation based on like your taste and then like your kind of time availability. So like in the morning, like you know you're kind of in a rush. Uh, like my one friend who also likes dark roast will sort of like get their his morning stuff going and then like you know do some pour over kind of keep you know, preparing breakfast and stuff and then yeah finish it like so he's doing more of like a 16 to 20 ounce into like a cup sort of thing i'm usually doing only six and i do coffee tastings so yeah new year new fun um this will be the first episode so i definitely want to get to 50 for you all the 52 by july so that's like four times i'm probably like almost there i'm about it's about me about like episode 30 or so so yeah any any questions you know you know where to reach me you have my my contact details um so yes yeah, so until next time coffee people